strike. BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Uh, good afternoon, or good morning, BYU baseball fans. Still morning back in Provo, 11 a.m. start here at Auburn. First game of a doubleheader. We'll be bringing you both of those live here on AM 960 today. Brent Norton along with Tuckett Slade. Cougars lose a, a tough one last night by a score of 4-3. to three. Had a chance to sit down with Coach Mike Littlewood just a few minutes ago and talk about that loss and, and the doubleheader today. Let's, uh, let's uh, run that uh, interview with Coach Littlewood. Coach, as disappointing as last night's game was in the loss 4-3, boy, you've got to be proud of your guys for the way they battled back. Yeah, I mean, we persevered, and, and I, I said we, we scratched and clawed and did everything we could to, to kind of battle Mize, and he had, he had stuff like Corey Abbott did last year when we got perfect game. I mean, it was, it was just fantastic, and he, uh, you know, he got tired a little bit in the sixth and, and left a couple balls up, and i I just proud of Brendan Anderson and, like, his leadership that uh, had two horrible at-bats, really, and then comes back and just has a key, key at-bat, and then Keaton follows it, and then Nate Favero follows it with another key at-bat. It was uh, it was nice to see him just stay with the game. In fact, Butch Thompson, their, their head coach, has told me, he goes, hey, I love your, I love the maturity of your team, uh, the willingness to, to stay with an approach and, and just battle through it. So I was, I was, besides the loss, I was pretty happy last night. Yeah, you know, uh, Mize, as we've talked about, one of the preeminent pitchers, and we saw it last night, uh, Kid is phenomenal, and you're going to face a couple more guys in this doubleheader. Both guys low to mid-90s with good secondary stuff. It's, it'll be another challenge. Yeah, it, it, I think anything from Mize is, you know, you're like, oh, okay, this kid's only 92, 94. That's good. So it's good to get him out of the way and move on. But uh, we need to get on the kid today. He's got two starts and I think six innings total, so he hasn't really gone. His confidence is down a little bit. So we need to get on him early um, just to kind of establish our aggressiveness and what we want to do at the plate today and, and – uh, you know, just just kind of establish and piece together a good quality nine innings and give ourselves a chance to win at the end. You know, it seems like your guys, uh, you know, Kringlin had one RBI coming in last night. Uh, Brockhale's been kind of struggling. Uh, it seemed like they felt a little more comfortable to play. They, they, you know, they had, they had some better swings. And I thought Clawson, actually, his first three at-bats, I thought he was as locked in as anybody until, you know, that last at-bat. But... But so it just seems like some of your offensive guys are kind of starting to come around. Yeah, we saw flashes of Keaton coming back to himself in Hawaii, and had, he had a couple good games. And then Brock Hale actually hit a couple balls hard in Hawaii that, or a few that just just got caught. That would have been home runs in Provo that you know just went flew to the warning track. And last night he hit a couple balls hard, so he, he's coming. I uh, I try to flip flop Nate and uh, Brock Hale just in the four or five spot just to kind of spark a little bit. Nate looks pretty comfortable there, and it, it also splits up uh, five, six, seven for us without having to put three lefties in a row. So we'll see how that goes for a little bit. But but I, you know, when Brock gets going, he's had opportunities in our first nine games to like blow games out. He's you know a couple guys on with with one out and um, hasn't been able to, to produce. But we know Brock's going to be there. He's just a guy we'll send out and let him do his thing. It, it's tough. I was looking at it last night. I mean, coach, you know how close you are to being a one-loss team. I mean, you're right. A key hitter there, 
uh, here or there, and you're, and you're right there. And, and that's baseball. I mean, that's the way it is. Just like you know, last night in the six, you're down one. You hit two rockets that are plays are made on, or, or, you're, or you're leading that ball game and probably win it. Yeah, and they were tough. They were tough plays. We left Nate on second base in the sixth inning, and and uh, you're right. I mean, third base made a great play. First base made a great play, and and that's just I mean, that's baseball. But I think you look at last year. We were 500, maybe one game under 500 at this point, and we were losing to teams like San Jose State, and you know we had to come from behind against Northern Colorado and just far um, less quality teams than we're playing right now, and so. To, to have a, a chance to win at the end of the game a couple times, um, leaving the tying run on, on base uh, against a, a quality, quality opponent, obviously, is kind of gives us the confidence that we're, we're able to play with anybody in the country, really. Uh, Hayden Rogers, Kenny Sines getting the starts today for you. We'll talk to you in the postgame after game two. Uh, Hayden, just been rock solid for you for the last three, four years. Uh, you know kind of what you're going to get out of him. You know, you can pretty much be assured you're going to stay in a ball game. And then signs his new transfer from Oklahoma, uh, flashes of really good things from Kenny. So uh, hopefully those two guys can really be big on the mound for you tonight. Well, I think as we script it, we would hope that Hayden could give us a good seven, seven, eight innings, six, seven, eight innings. Uh, Drew, who's been a, a key guy out of our pen, we kept him under 30. So we should have everybody back in the pen today. But I don't want to run seven guys out there in game one and then and then leave it up to Kenny. Kenny will be on a short lease game two. I mean, he's... He's shown us he can. He'll have some wildness, and uh, of course, we're we're keeping Ryan Brady out, just preventative this week to to try to get him to full strength, and he'll start next week. But um, so Kenny will be on a short leash. I mean, I'll probably have a guy in the pen ready to go from inning one, and I'm not going to allow um, Kenny to go out there and walk a couple guys and leave him in. So we'll just kind of see. We'll try to get through this first game. Um, obviously, it's the game you're in. You want to win, and then piece together the second game as best we can. Well, uh, great series, great uh, venue here, great weather. Looking forward to a fun week or a fun uh, doubleheader today. So uh, good luck to you. Yeah, it should be a great day of baseball. Thanks, Brent. All right, back here at Auburn, the Tigers have taken the field, and the Cougars have got the bats. We're just about ready for baseball. Cougars have got the same lineup as last night. The only difference is uh, the Cougars are going to start Casey Jacobson at third base, move Favaro over to first. And Brian Sewell will sit. Aiden Rodgers, of course, will be on the mound. But other than that, same lineup for the BYU Cougars. For Auburn, uh, the Auburn Tigers, uh, Luke Jarvis will play at second base. He'll bat first. He'll be followed by Steve Williams. Brendan Venter, the first baseman, bats third. Connor Davis, the left fielder, bats cleanup. Josh Anthony, third baseman, bats fifth. Dylan Ingram of the DH, he's new. Didn't see him last night. Jeremy Johnson, also new. He'll play in right field. Jay Estes in center will bat eighth. Will Holland, the shortstop, will bat ninth. And pitching for Auburn is Daniel Davis. One win, no losses, and a 5.4 earned run average. As we are ready for baseball, Brennan Anderson will step in for BYU. Brennan, who last night went uh, had the double in the sixth inning to really get things going for the Cougars, was one for four last night. First pitch from Davis is down low, ball one. David Savage is the home plate umpire today. Kenny Fitz at first base, Daniel Cricks at second, and Jeff Head at third base. There's a ball ripped right at Josh Anthony. Well, he was playing right on the edge of the grass on the infield, and Brennan Anderson hit one right about head high. Anthony just stood his ground and made the catch for out number one. Ball hit very hard. Yeah, really good swing there by Brennan. Exactly what we want him to do, attacking that fastball early and just hit right at him. 
know Coach Littlewood believes uh, the key to today is jump early offensively, get some runs as Schneeman steps in. Daniel 0 for 4 last night, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. 92 on that fastball from uh, Daniel Davis. Davis uh, is only, he's had a couple of starts. He's only thrown six innings this year. As uh, Coach Littlewood said, has struggled with his command a little bit. So has had a little bit of confidence issue. He's down 2-0 to Schneeman. And now Daniel pops it up down the third baseline, over goes the third baseman. That ball will land about three rows deep in the crowd. Not quite the crowd yet that we saw in last night's game. Yeah, good atmosphere last night. Absolutely. Probably a bunch of guys tailgating, getting ready for their basketball game earlier this afternoon. Last night's attendance, 3,401. The ballpark holds just short of 4,100. Hitchcock Field here on the campus of Auburn. There's Schneeman, hammers one down the right field line. That's in for extra bases. Up in the corner, Schneeman around first base. He's coming. He's around second. Here comes the throw in. And Sneeman slides in safely with a triple. Right fielder Jeremy Johnson had a little hard time gathering that ball down in the corner, and Sneeman with a good wheels able to lake that one into a three-bagger. So the Cougars swinging the bats well here early. Yeah, it was a big-time swing early on for Sneeman. You know, he'd been struggling a little bit this year. We've got to get him going, and he got that fastball to hit and put a good swing to it and took off for the races. Daniel, the junior out of Chula Vista, really one of the key elements to this BYU team. Again, just defensively, just rock solid, was the defensive player of the year last year in the conference. And he can also swing the bat well as Kringlin steps in. Keaton, the junior out of Cedar City. And uh, first pitch outside. Interesting, Auburn brings the infield in here early. Yeah, well, it's kind of, you don't see that too often. Especially not early in a ball game, especially with your number three hitter up there. So Kringlin, great opportunity here to pick up an RBI. Had an RBI last night on a single. And that pitch is down low for ball two. Kringlin up at the plate. Favero on deck. As BYU trying to jump out here early. Here's Davis's pitch, and Kringlin takes that one inside for ball three. Three balls, no strikes. I would not be surprised if they gave Green, uh, Kringlin the green light here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I was just going to say that it. infield in. Yeah. Because if he walks, they'll go back to double play depth. Here's the 3 0. That's well outside. But it was almost like they were pitching around him a little bit. Yeah. Kringlin walks, sets up the potential double play. And Favero, who was one for four last night, had a double over the shortstop's head into the gap here. It's 3 15 down the left field line. There's a 30-foot wall that goes for about 80 feet. And it goes out to 335. Then it takes a severe angle all the way back to 385 in the left center field alley. And that's where Favero's double went last night. That was the biggest hit of the game last night to get us to two RBIs and get us right there, back in it. Nate, the senior from Vienna, Virginia. Big crowd here for... Favero, and there's an off-speed pitch. Uh, looked like a straight change. Favero swings and misses for strike one. Like last night, wind uh, blowing out gently toward right field. 
as we are at Hitchcock Field on the campus of Auburn University. BYU and Auburn for the first time ever. Auburn won game one last night by a score of four to three. Great ball game. Cougars had the tie and run on in that ball game at second base in the ninth inning. Here is Davis again makes a move to third and looks at first. Now the catcher, Williams out. Yeah, it looked like he wasn't comfortable with the what was called there, whether a pickoff or what. And uh, he went to that first to third move again, like, I'm going to do it again. I don't know what I'm supposed to do out here. So, <laughs> Looked a little confused. Yeah, he definitely did. I think the catcher could see the confusion. Immediately he ran out along with his shortstop, uh, Will Holland. Now he's set at the belt. No balls, one strike to the first baseman, Favero. Favero fouls it off straight back into the screen. And the count now 0-2 on the Cougar left-handed hitter. Brock Hale's on deck. Nate's done a really good job so far this year with two strikes shortening up and not afraid to hit the ball the other way and, and driving runs. So see if we can get that again in this at-bat. 0-2, Favero steps back in. Here's the pitch. Favero ch- checked his swing. They said he did go. So Favero, big strike out there. And Brock Hale, the right fielder, steps in with an opportunity. As Coach Littlewood said on the pregame uh, show, he, you know, Brock has had lots of opportunities for lots of guys in scoring position. And normally he's rock solid, but this year has struggled. Only has three RBIs, only hitting one 76 on the year. He was 0 for 3 last night. First pitch to Hale is up high. I think that Hawaii Manoa miss got in Hale's yeah, really did. head a little bit. He had three balls last weekend in Hawaii. I think that would have been out of any ballpark in the country. I agree. Caught yeah. on the warning track there. It is almost impossible to hit a ball out to left field there. And Brock uh, got a little discouraged. We'll see if he can come through in this situation. A swing and a miss. 92 on the fastball. That ball looked like it was out of the zone up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. He chased that one. One ball and one strike. Cougars with uh, runners at the corners here in the first inning trying to take an early lead. David Clausen, Cougar catcher on deck. Here's Davis's pitch. Hale takes that one high and tight. And the count now goes to two and one. Brock Hale hit 395 last year to end the season. One of the top hitters in the nation. Young man uh, battled through injuries last year, but still put up big numbers. Pitch to Hale. Ball fouled straight back right up over the press box here. Yeah, you look at his batting average at 176, and it's very deceptive because he's hit so many balls hard at people and got success out of it. But uh, even last night had a big hit to third line drive that was caught. Just needs to find a hole and kind of get more of his confidence back. Hale steps back in. Here's the 0-2, 2-2, ball has popped up foul, back up into the screen. Yeah, when you look at Brock's stats this year, 34 at-bats, has six hits, a double, a home run, three uh, RBIs on the air. He struck out seven times, and he's walked four times. But this is the guy the Cougars really need to get going. Here's the pitch to Hale, high and tight. 
Again, like we saw last night, Will Holland shortstop really over in that six hole. Huge gap right up the middle. That's where he looks like he plays pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, it actually hurt us last night. There was a couple of times I thought there might be a hit out of it, but he's playing right there in that hole, and it costs us a couple hits. Hit it back up the middle, and it's an easy hit. Hale steps back in, three and two. Here's the pitch. Hale hammers one deep to left field, but foul. This kid's got some big-time bat speed. Yeah, he does. And he hammered that ball, but well foul. That ball, the uh, 315 right down the line, but it's a 30-foot wall. But in uh, BP, you're seeing several balls climb up and over the top yeah. of that wall. It's like a, a little mini green monster, really, Auburn style. Really is. Three and two again. Kringlin will be moving from first. And Hale hammers one. Deep left field. Left fielder going back, looking up. He is at the wall, and this is out of here. Three-run home run by Brock Hale. Got a baby. Has put the Cougars up three to nothing. Left fielder went back to the deepest part, really, of the ballpark at 385, and that ball carried out of here. Exactly what Brock Hale needed to find a little success there. And seeing the team right now just pumped up. Fantastic job, Brock. So the Cougars up here early, three to nothing. Brock Hale, a great at bat, really worked deep into the count. And then he hammered one, right? As we were talking about that little alley back in that left center field, it went right over the 385 mark, I think with plenty to spare. Yeah, it really did. I mean, that left fielder was the realest way, the way he tried to play that. He took off towards center field like, hey, I'm going to play this off if it gets there because it's ricochet that way, and it was clearly out of here. Yeah, the, the wall angles back, it so does, you're right. Yeah. He was kind of backing off thinking the ball was going to ricochet off the wall, but it got well over that wall. Really an interesting – I love these kind of ballparks that have all these little corners and yeah, nooks and crannies. for sure. Cool character to the yard. Well, that was a no-doubter, that's for sure. Clawson steps in. Cougars have scored three in the inning. On the home run, Davis's first pitch to Daniel – or to uh, David is fouled back for strike one. Well, that's the scouting report on this pitcher in Daniel Davis is get a, Davis Daniel just get on him early because he hasn't been able to get out of the third inning yet in a start this year. Here's the pitch to Clawson. That ball's rocketed into right field base hit. So David Clawson with a single. Cougars pick up their third hit of the inning. And that will bring Jake Brown to the plate. Uh, Brown, a young man out of Queen Creek, Arizona. Brown, a transfer, played at, uh, actually played at Highland High School in Mesa, Arizona. So Brown steps in, big kid, just off his mission, and uh, has DH'd in these first couple of games. First pitch to Brown's over for a strike, 91 on the fastball. Brown, 6'4", 200-pounder. He is listed as a DH. Uh, where did defensively, I guess, first base? Well, yeah, he, tried, he tried to play outfield a little bit in the fall. Not Doesn't really have a spot out there, but a little bit of first base if needed. Pitch to Brown for another off-speed right on the corner for a call strike two. He's really basically in there because he gives quality at-bats, and Coach trusts him. He's a good left-handed at-bat against hard-throwing righties, and Coach is like, hey, right now you're going to get the keep getting the shot at the DH. 0-2 to Brown. Davis's pitch high and tight. We didn't mention last night that uh, 
Trent Pratt, who played for Auburn, who's the assistant, associate head coach at BYU, was honored here before last night's game. They gave him a, a batting helmet. I thought that was a yeah, nice really gesture. Cool. Uh, Trent uh, played his ball here, loves the place, uh, but wants to beat Auburn in the worst way. Yeah, for sure. Here's the 1-2. Brown fouls it off. Yeah, it's been a kind of a fun weekend for Trent, getting to see some of his old teammates that live close. And his, uh, the, his director of baseball operations, when he played here, still works for the university, is now that same position for the track team. So it was kind of cool to see him come over and know a bunch of his teammates and a lot of fun for him. Here's the 1-2 again to Brown. That's well outside, 2-2. Two and two. Boy, pitch count going up on Davis. As we talked about, he struggled early in games, and the Cougars have certainly continued that trend here. Uh, two games here at Auburn today. This is uh, we're just in the top of the first of game one. And here's the pitch to Brown. That's up high for ball three. Nobody in the pen working yet, but uh, a couple of walks, a couple of more base hits. I think you'll see some activity. Runner will be moving. Here's the pitch. Brown swings and misses off speed. Goes down on strikes. Cougars score three runs on three hits. No errors. One man left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars three. And Auburn coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, a great start for the Cougars. They score three in the first on the three-run home run by Brock Hale. Cougars will have Clawson behind the plate. Lavero at first, Brennan Anderson at second, Daniel Seaman the shortstop, Casey Jacobson gets the start at third today. Keaton Kringlin in left, Mitch McIntyre in center, and Brock Hale in right field. And Hayden Rogers, the senior, out of Mesa, Arizona. Two wins, no losses for Rogers this year, 3.65. He's been a, a fixture in that Cougar uh, starting rotation here for the last three years. Hayden has done a great job. Loves to play the game, kind of a bulldog type of attitude. And you kind of really know what you're going to get out of Hayden. Great young man, first pitches. Down a little bit low, ball one to uh, Luke Jarvis. Jarvis won for four last night. The second baseman out of San Diego steps in. There's the ball hit right. Oh, Casey Jacobson right through his legs. Boy, he just let that ball play him a little bit, and it looked like it took a little bit of a bad hop. Maybe off the, the grass, but that'll be an error all the way. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why he's in there. He's a really good defender, a guy that we trust. So not like him to have a type of play like that. It looked like it might have hit the collar of the grass yeah, and the dirt and kind of stayed just down just stayed on down. Him. But you could see him kind of retreating. The ball kind of played him. And like we talked about last night, when you do that, you're in trouble. Exactly. Stephen Williams steps in, the catcher. Here's Rogers' first pitch. That is up a little bit high for ball one. Williams, a freshman out of Albany, Georgia. 324 hitter, two home runs, 12 RBIs. Was one for three in the first game last night. Swing and a miss. And the count one and one. Cougars lost last night 4-3. They were behind... Four to nothing early, and then they battled back with three in the sixth. Had the tying run on in the ninth, but just couldn't push him across. Yeah, tough loss last night. Guys were really upset after the game, that's for sure. 
Here's the 1-1 curveball over for a strike. Well, we saw uh, Stephen Mize last night, and he was all that uh, we had uh, been told about. This kid, uh, you know, talking to Coach Littlewood pregame, he said, hey, he was throwing something 90-91. We didn't know what it was. It turns out that he's kind of developed a splitter this year yeah. that uh, no one had scouted or didn't know about. There's a line drive base hit into left field. Down the line, Kringlin up with it. And he'll throw to third base. A double by Williams. And Auburn coming right back. The error and the double. They've got runners at second and third base with nobody out. And Brendan Venter, the first baseman, will step in. Yeah, good piece of hitting right there. He just sat on the curveball and hit it the other way. About a couple feet fair. See if Hayden can pitch out of his jam. Yeah, it's kind of behind in the count. Very defensive swing. Yeah. Just put the ball in play. He brings up Brent Venter, uh, Venter and uh, Casey Jacobson and McKay Jacobson and Noah Hill. The three Cougars all played at the same high school in Flower Mound, Texas. So Jacobson down at third base, Venter playing at first base, and he's at the plate. First pitch, a swing and a miss for a strike. My brother Jim joining me today uh, here uh, lives up in Greenville, North Carolina. He actually taught Hayden Rogers in primary in um, down in Arizona. That's pretty cool. So uh, he's, he knows the Rogers family well. He said uh, Hayden had a penchant for swallowing coins when he was in, <laughs> when he was in the, the nursery. So That's funny. Uh, I'll talk to him about that. Yeah, we'll have to talk to give Hayden a little a little grief about that. Swing and a miss to Venter. And the count now 0-2. That's where you can't make a mistake. you got to throw your pitch right here. Last night, Wood got himself into a little bit of trouble in his 0-2, 1-2 counts, you know, leaving curveballs up. So Hayden's got to find a way to put him away here and not give in. Yeah, bounce something up there. Yeah, exactly. He can go after a bad pitch. Here's the 0-2. Line drive, base hit, right field. One run scores. They're going to hold the runner at third base. So an error and two hits, and Auburn's on the board, 3-1 to one now. Again, it's an 0-2 pitch that's just too good to hit and gave him a chance to fight it off. You know, both both hits have come on pitches that might have even been out of the zone off the plate a little bit, and these Auburn hitters very disciplined, yeah. just putting the ball in play, down in the count, and they're finding holes. Really good hitting by both these last kids. Left fielder number 24, Connor Davis. That'll bring up Connor uh, Davis, left fielder. He was one for four last night. Seems to settle down here and get a ground ball. So Auburn battling back here. Runners at the corners. Cougars back in the infield. And that ball's popped up. Center fielder McIntyre's got a beat on it. He'll make the catch. They will not try to score on... The fly ball not hit deep enough. You know, when McIntyre started coming in, I'm not sure if he saw that ball yeah, off the weird. bat. Yeah, it was weird, yeah. His he, first uh, – He, he, he kind of delayed. No, exactly. His first few steps were kind of like trying to find it. So, Well, the Cougars get the first out of the inning, and Josh Anthony, third baseman, steps in. Kind of a high sky noontime start here. So uh, Cougars or Auburn probably not used to really playing this time of day. But you could see uh, that McIntyre struggled, but eventually found that ball, made the catch. Anthony steps in. 
with one man out. And the first pitch is down low, ball one. Absolutely beautiful day for baseball. High is supposed to be between 65 and 70. Not a cloud in the sky here. Here's the 1-0. That's outside. Gets away from Clawson. And the runner will score from third base. But just off the edge of Clawson's glove, he has, he's had to replace his black glove in the last two games. I think that one just came, just didn't yeah, reach out far just, enough. Just right. lazy right there. That's, that's a pass ball. Can't afford that. So three to two now the score. Runner now at second base. This Auburn team 10-0 on the year. They have not lost. They've only played one game away from Hitchcock Field. That was Tuesday against uh, South Alabama. And they play these three here this weekend against BYU. I think they play like 18 of their first 20 here. Wouldn't that be nice? Cougars, of course, have uh, played nine games, nothing at home. They start at home next week. There's a pitch that's over for a strike. Two balls and one strike to Josh Anthony. Anthony had a couple of hits in the game last night. Well, there's been an error, a pass ball, and a pair of hits. And Auburn's put two on the board. Anthony takes that pitch over for a strike. 86 on the uh, gun there on the fastball. You know, Hayden uh, never been a high-velocity guy, but uh, good command and control. Works both sides of the plate. And here's the pitch. Hmm. Just missed inside for ball four. And that will bring Dylan Ingram to the plate. Ingram... uh, First time up in the series, big right-handed hitter, 6'4", 220-pound senior out of Pike Road, Alabama. That's a big kid. So Dylan Ingram steps in, hitting 158 on the year with uh, four RBIs. He is a senior, as we've mentioned. And the first pitch is outside, ball one. Nobody up in either pen here as both starters have struggled here early in the ball game. Yeah, Hayden's best pitch is his changeup, and he doesn't really have feel for it so far this first inning. Is everything's leaving high and away. There's a quick move to first base. They throw behind the base runner. And uh, Josh Anthony back in front of the tag from Favero. At 3,400 here last night, uh, today's attendance not quite as big, but I'm sure as the afternoon goes on, there will be more people filing in. Pitches up high, ball two. There is a big uh, Auburn basketball game, just kind of kitty corner from behind the stadium here that uh, starts at 2.30. And so there is a lot going on on campus here today along with this doubleheader. 2-0 pitch popped up. 
Should be an easy play for Anderson, the second baseman. He's there and makes the play for out number two. Jeremy Johnson steps in. We didn't see uh, Johnson last night either. He's a sophomore out of Swanee, Georgia. 5'10", Of course, with the lefty on the hill, Butch Thompson, the head coach, uh, putting a couple of right-handed hitters in. Runners at first and second base. Johnson batting from the right side will step in. Just see in the crowd here, Bruce Pearl, who is the Auburn basketball coach, makes an appearance. He's going to be playing here in a couple hours. They just built a new basketball arena here. Pitch is outside ball one. It's The, the original arena is, is not a very big arena. It might yeah. seat ten or 12,000. This new one. I think seats actually even less. Oh, really? But it's just right. I mean, it is an absolute home court advantage. People right on top of the of the court. Ball hit pretty well in the gap in right center field. That's going to drop. Go to the wall. Two runs are going to score for Auburn. And Auburn has come back with four runs here in the first inning to take a 4-3 to three lead over BYU. Yeah, another good piece of hitting right there. Breaking ball elevated that he was able to drive into the gap, went with it, hit into right center. Well, so much for that early Cougar lead as yeah. Auburn's battle back. That's the third hit. Cougars have really not helped themselves. There's been an error, a pass ball, and a walk in the inning that has really hurt BYU. So now a runner at second base. And Jay Estes, the center fielder, will come to the plate. The guy that had the four RBIs last night for Auburn is not even in the game today with the left-hander on the mound. The freshman out of uh, Quebec, Canada. And the first pitch is a ball. Yeah, Edward uh, Julian who had such a tremendous game last night, is uh, sitting on the pine here today with a lefty on the hill. Here's the pitch, and that is up high for a ball. And, boy, you can just see Hayden just doesn't really have the command, much like we saw last night with Jordan Wood just struggling, yeah, finding the zone. Those last two pitches weren't even close. It's not like him. Usually he's really good at his command. What makes him great. Seven runs have been scored here in the first inning. There's a fastball over for a strike. Cougars on the three-run home run by Brock Hale. And Auburn, the big hit being the double off the bat of Jeremy Johnson, scored two. Here's the pitch. Ball hit pretty well. Kringland and left going over and back, and it is over his head. Into the corner out there. Estes around second base. He'll hold there. Another double, and Auburn has scored five in the inning. And that ball left the bat. I thought Kringland was going to be able to get to it, but that ball carried very well. Yeah, it did. Ball was hit really well. 
Jeremy Thomas, pitching coach for the Cougars, out. I have a talk with uh, Hayden Rogers, who has really been lit up here in the in this inning. As uh, Auburn with uh, five runs on four base hits, another runner in scoring position at second base. As Cougars still nobody in the pen again with a double header. Boy, you just you can't afford to run no, you three really or four can't. or five guys out there in this game one. And that's what has made Hayden so good over the years is you can just count on your five, six, seven innings every start. Every start, yeah. Will Holland, the number nine hitter up. As Auburn has hit through the order here in the first. Ball's fouled out of play. And the count 0-1. Well, to say the least, a long first inning. We've had eight runs scored on seven base hits. There's been one error in the inning. That was on the leadoff hitter, off the leadoff hitter's bat by Casey Jacobson. Ball fouled off again. And the count 0-2. This Auburn team uh, was not ranked preseason, but they have uh, jumped in the rankings as high as number 15 now in a couple of the polls. Yeah, they're a good team. With a 10-0 start. They were a regional team last year out of the SEC. There's a pitch that's off the plate. And the Cougars just trying to, to get out of this first inning. Find a way to get out of this right here and get back in the dugout and regroup. Here's Rogers' one-two pitch. Ball popped up foul. The Auburn team has had ten players drafted that uh, out of high school that remained uh, with their commitment to Auburn and came here to school, bypassed the pro opportunity. It's pretty impressive that they were able to keep them from signing and come to school. Seeing so many kids sign early these days. Pitches up high for a ball. They have played in this ballpark for 68 years. Wow. But you can imagine how many changes have been oh, made sure. over those 68 years. I mean, this ballpark looks like it's maybe three, four years old. Yeah, for sure. Pitches right field. Back goes uh, the right fielder. Hale, that's over his head. Up against the wall. Another run scores. Three consecutive doubles, and Auburn has scored six runs here in the uh, first inning. Boy, that ball is really carrying today. It is. I didn't think that ball was hit hard at all off the bat, and it's kept going. Top of the order, Luke Jarvis steps in. Six runs, five hits for Auburn. Auburn has uh, four doubles now in the inning, three straight. And the first pitch from Rodgers is well outside, ball one. Seems like when Hayden's missing, he's, he's missing way out of the zone. He really is. And those Auburn hitters just sitting back waiting for something 
in the zone, and they have certainly uh, taken advantage of the situation here today. Here's the pitch ball hit again. Right center field. Hale going over. That's going to be in the gap again. Another run scores, and another double. Wow, unbelievable. Auburn, five doubles in the inning. They have now scored seven runs. Four consecutive doubles. And Stephen Williams had the first double of the inning. Will step in. He is a left-handed hitter. Everything Auburn's putting into play is is finding a gap, it seems like. Sometimes you have those games. Yes, it's one of those days where everything put in play is finding a hole. David Clawson out to talk with uh, Hayden Nielsen. Still nobody in the pen for the Cougars. Looks like there might be somebody out there. Be- oh, man, yeah, there's somebody Kendall Moats is out there yeah. warming up. So Moats is just up, beginning to throw. So another runner at second base. And Rogers now working to Stephen Williams. Williams double went down the left field line. Just kind of blooped one over the third baseman's head that uh, went into the corner. And the first pitch over for a call, strike one. They pretty much have had a double in every gap down the left field line, left center, right center, right field line. Wherever they want, they found a hole deep so far this first inning. There's two men out. There were two men out when this double barrage started with four straight. Ball popped up back over the screen. Oh, the Cougars feeling so good after scoring three in the first, but they've given up seven runs here in the bottom half of the inning. A 35-minute first inning. Throw back behind the runner. And uh, runner back in safely, dove back into the bag. Here's the pitch, and that's way high. Almost got away from Clawson. And the count of ball and two strikes. Here's the one, two, just missed outside. And the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. So Moats continuing to throw in the pen. And here's the pitch, fly ball in play. Kringlin coming in, this should do it. He'll make the catch for the out and finally Auburn retires. Auburn with seven runs on six hits. There was one error, one man left. We're through one complete, 7-3 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with... 
Brent Norton. All right, we've got a couple of uh, scores. Uh, LMU beat Hawaii last night 4-2 over on the islands. Uh, Cal Bakersfield uh, beat Portland 7-3, and Cal Poly beat Pacific 4-0 in the uh, San Francisco game. And the St. Mary's versus Utah game were not played, I think, due to inclement weather down in California. And the first pitch to Casey Jacobs in the number eight hitter in the lineup for the Cougars is over for a call strike. Cougars scored three in their half of the first on a three-run bomb by uh, Brock Hale. But, uh, boy, uh, five doubles in the inning off of Hayden Rogers. And uh, Auburn scored seven runs on six base hits. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Jacobson. Fly ball. Should be an easy play. Right fielder going over. Center fielder now calling him off. He makes the play for the out. Right fielder was kind of in his way. If you're an outfielder and that center fielder calls you off, you better get out out of his way. way. Yeah, for sure. Almost was a break there for us. One man out, Mitch McIntyre steps in. He is the center fielder. Young man out of uh, Stansbury High School out in Twilla. Hitting 276 on the year. There's a bunt attempt fouled at the plate. McIntyre with great speed. And a very good defensive center fielder. And it's kind of uh, been in that spot for the last uh, few games for BYU. Kyle Dean also in the mix there. So McIntyre hitting uh, 276. Does have a home run. Hit that at Cal uh, Northridge. And that pitch is up high. A ball and a strike. Here's Daniel Davis's pitch. That ball's popped up foul. Left fielder coming over in uh, fair territory makes the play for the out. So two fly ball outs by the Cougars, eight and nine hitters. And that will bring them Brendan Anderson. Boy, Daniel Davis, he, he walked into the dugout after the first thinking this might be it for me, and then his teammates picked him up with seven big runs. He's got new life on the mound. It really does. It's a whole new game for him now, that's for sure. Brennan steps in, first pitch, curveball over for a strike. Uh, Brennan lined out to the third baseman his first time up there. Here's the pitch, and that's up high. You know, that shortstop, again, Will Holland, that's as, that's as deep and as into, deep into the six hole as I've ever seen a college shortstop play, especially with the kind of velocity yeah, no kidding. his pitchers have. Normally you'd think they'd maybe shade him up a little bit. Pitch is up high for ball two. You know, they shade the outfield a little bit to the opposite field. The center field is playing a little loft, but it's interesting. But the infield, that shortstop, it's unbelievable yeah. the way he shades there. Just the opposite. Yeah. Maybe it's that he feels better going to his left, Maybe, you know, yeah. making more plays. That pitch is up high. Three and one the count to Brennan Anderson with uh, Schneeman on deck. Schneeman tripled his first time up. 7-3, Auburn leading as there were 10 runs scored in the first inning here in the first game of this doubleheader. That's up high. So Anderson walks. A two-out walk. And that will bring Schneeman up. Daniel hit his triple in the uh, right field corner. 
A lot of baseball left. Just need to chip away every inning and just keep scoring and then hope, hopefully you can go out there and get some quality pitches and keep them from scoring anymore the rest of the game. Wind blowing out toward right here at Hitchcock Park. And the first pitch is outside, ball one. Sneeman, the uh, junior out of Chula Vista. As we mentioned earlier, defensive player of the year last year in the West Coast Conference. Just a tremendous year Sneeman put together. Pitches over for a strike. Yeah, Daniel's a special, special defender. Strong arm, great hands, great first step. Really everything you need in a shortstop. One ball, one strike. Here's Davis's pitch. Neiman swings and misses. Some kind of an off-speed pitch that he was well out in front of. Sneeman has been voted preseason All-West Coast by the coaches this year. And he was listed as the number seven top prospect in Baseball America in the entire conference this year. Here goes the runner. Sneeman takes it down low. And Brennan Anderson's going to pick up a stolen base, his third of the year. Cougars have not been caught stealing yet this year. Well, check that. Yes, they were yesterday. They're now uh, eight out of nine on the year. Haven't had to run a whole lot. Sneeman steps back in. Here's the pitch. That's outside. David Clausen right behind Schneeman and uh, the top prospects considered by D1 Baseball. He's the number eight top prospect in the conference. Schneeman number seven. And here's the pitch to Daniel. He swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Another off-speed pitch. Cougars retired in the inning. No runs, hits, errors. One man left. We're through one and a half. 7-3 Auburn over BYU on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. Cougars have a new pitcher, right-hander Kendall Motes. Motes into the ball game for BYU. As... uh, Hayden Nielsen went an inning, gave up uh, seven runs on six hits. Moat 6-2-2-10 senior out of Idaho Falls uh, by way of Chemetka Community College. So Moat's into the game. He's uh, This will be his third appearance. He's only thrown one and two-thirds this year. He's given up one hit. Has walked three. So he has struggled with his command. But this kid, when he's on, has electric stuff. As you remember last year in the West Coast Conference Tournament, he was pitched that final game and was just lights out. There's a little looper into left field. That ball is going to drop in front of Kringlin. Right off the end of the bat by Brendan Venter. His second hit of the afternoon. And, boy, going to be one of those days. Every time they swing the bat, uh, balls are dropping in. That'll bring Connor Davis to the plate. He is the left fielder. He uh, flew out to the center fielder, McIntyre, his first time up. So Davis steps in. 
And the first pitch is up high for ball one from Kendall Motes. Kendall Motes, uh, his third appearance of the year. And brought in early in this ball game and really kind of trying to stem the tide here, keeping Auburn right where they are. Swing and a miss, good change there. And the count of ball and a strike. Yeah, when Kendall is pounding his fastball where he wants, that changeup is really, really good. It's a plus changeup. They can get a lot of strikeouts and swing and misses from. So really need him right now to step up and eat some innings. Pitch is a little bit low. When you look at the polls this year, interesting. Uh, you know, there's about four or five polls. Uh, Florida seems to be the consensus number one. And then Oregon State is right there at number two. Also Florida State, Texas Tech. Uh, TCU and, and Stanford also in the top five. Of course, Stanford with a brand-new coach this year, and we'll be playing Stanford uh, later in the year there at Sunken Diamond Field in uh, Palo Alto. So that'll be fun. Cougars played there last year in the regionals. Pitches off the plate, 3-1. and one. Motes pitches uh, down low, ball four, so a single and a walk. And Auburn, again here in the second inning, has something going. As Josh Anthony will step in. He walked his first time up. Boy, and when you get confidence as an offensive team, swinging the bats, uh, boy, you're up there knowing you hit it, you're going to find a gap somewhere, and that's, that's the way it was in the first inning. Yeah, there's nothing better than that feeling as a hitter that you know everything is just going right. It's got to find a way to minimize right here. Get a ground ball, get a double play. Motes' first pitch. That pitch uh, hit about five feet in front of home plate. Nice job by Clausen to take that one off the chest protector, keep it in front of him. Cougars have got a, a bullpen full of players out there, but nobody throwing right now. Here's the pitch again. That one bounded about a foot in front of home plate. And again, a good job by Clausen to prevent the runners from moving up. Anthony steps back in. And here's the 2-0 pitch, and that's outside for ball three. Boy, BYU, you've got to hold the Tigers right where they are. You can't let this one get out of hand. Yeah, frustrating right now, that's for sure. Here's the 3-0. That's over for a strike. Boy, and a 3-1 hitter is a lot better than a than a 1-2 hitter. Much more aggressive. Absolutely. Free swinging. Here's a 3-0 or 3-1. That ball's fouled at the plate. And the count goes full, three and two. Well, still, if you're Josh Anthony right now, you're just sitting dead red. He's, he can't throw his breaking pitch. Every breaking pitch he's thrown so far has bounced. So you're just sitting there and getting ready to gear up to a fastball. Three balls, two strikes, runners at first and second base. Auburn leading the Cougars 7-3 as we play the bottom of the second inning. 
Pitches inside, ball four, bases loaded. A single and two walks. And that will bring to the plate uh, Dylan Ingram. He popped out to Brennan Anderson, the second baseman, his first time up there. Cougars look like they're back, double play depth, just trying to potentially turn two here, get an out in this situation. And Motes will go to the windup, didn't look comfortable out of the stretch. And the first pitch to Ingram popped up. Should be deep enough. That ball carrying pretty well. Kringlin on the track makes the catch. A run will score on the fly ball sacrifice. Ingram picks up his fifth RBI of the season as Venture scores from third base. One man out. Runners at first and second base now. And Jeremy Johnson. With that short porch and left, I was wondering if I was going to keep carrying off that big monster there. Boy, the ball just seems to be, I thought that was a pop-up. It yeah. just is really carrying here. It really is. And the wind, not a big wind blowing out, but there's there's a slight wind. That ball gets away from Clausen, throw down to third, and they got him. Wow, great play. Ball popped out of Clausen's glove, and Clausen really with play. a dynamic arm throws the runner out at third base, and the runner at first base is asleep. He should have been moving up to second base, but he's still standing on the bag at first, so a break right there for the Cougars. 2-5 on the putout. I'm not sure Josh Anthony uh, must have looked away or something. Pitch is high and tight. Two balls and no strikes. Boy, Moat's really struggling finding the zone here. Very fortunate to get that uh, put out at third base. Pitch again inside. You know what? It seems like uh, this uh, umpire, a little bit of a small zone, but he's been the same way. He has, Very yeah. consistent. David Savage. It's definitely not going to help you out when you haven't been close either, and Kendall's been struggling even come close. There's a strike. Three and one to count. Auburn seven in the first. They've scored one more here in the second. There's a call strike two. Looked like Johnson taken all the way there on that uh, 3-1 pitch. Kendall always worries me that they're going to call a balk on him because he's so quick to the plate. It's a really quick pause, and then he goes home. Always worries me that um, one umpire is going to get him for it. 3-2 pitch. Curveball outside. So the third walk given up by Motes in the inning. Runners now at first and second. Jay Estes, who doubled. It seems like everybody on this team doubled in yeah. that first inning. No kidding. Probably approaching a, an Auburn record with five doubles in one inning. Estes steps in. He is the center fielder for the Tigers. And here's the pitch from Motes. That ball in the dirt. Runners are going to... They try to advance. Yeah, they will advance a base. As that ball just rolled through Clausen's legs. Again, just pounding that uh, breaking pitch in the dirt. Clausen, very tough play, and Mike Littlewood out. And that's that's going to be it for Motes. We'll take a 90-second break, be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Brewers right now looking for a pitcher that can throw a strike. Uh, Walker Sigmund is brought into the ball game. He is a freshman out of Austin, Texas, Anderson High School. So Sigmund into the game for BYU as, as uh, boy, this staff has really struggled here in game two. They're behind eight to three. It's just the bottom of the second inning. There are two men out. Runners at second and third base as Sigmund takes over. Sigmund, this will be his third appearance. Doesn't have a record. He's thrown three innings, giving up two runs, two hits. Opponents are only hitting 167 off of uh, Sigmund. But he has had uh, a couple of walks in those three innings of work. Yeah, Walker is a mid to upper 80 guy. Really good changeup and uh, pretty good slider. Competitive little freshman. Jay Estes steps in. Here's the one ball pitch, and that is down low for ball two. Boy, he's a pitcher you hate coming in and inheriting a count, especially when you're behind in the count. But that's what you got to do. You got to be ready to come in and perform. You do it, and you're going to see some innings. Yep. Here's the 1 0. That's outside, or the 2 0. That's outside for ball three. Just gets to the point where it's like, guys, compete, throw strikes, give us a shot, you know? Rodgers was throwing strikes. They were all elevated, but Motes comes in, and this inning put together because of walks. 3-0 pitch. That's outside ball four to Estes. So there have been four walks in the inning. Walker Sigmund came in and threw three consecutive balls to Estes, and now Will Holland, who doubled in a run his first time up, will come to the plate. He's the number nine hitter. Hitting 314 on the year with eight RBIs. Sigmund working from the windup and the pitch, and that is a curveball that drops in knee high for a call strike. Boy, critical part of the game right here. Really you, is. you need an out. Curveball just missed inside. And the count one ball and one strike. There's plenty of innings left to, to come back and get back in this game, but you have to keep them from scoring from this point forward. Here's the 1-1. That's high and tight. Ball two, Sigmund 6'3", 220-pounder. So quite a commanding presence on the mound. Two balls and a strike. And here is Sigmund's pitch. That is outside for ball three. You know, Coach, a little bit in the pregame interview, you said, man, we just can't get into a situation where you got to run four or five, six guys out there in game one. And, boy, they've already run three out there, and we're not even through the second inning. Definitely not what you wanted in doubleheader, that's, that's a, for sure. A recipe for disaster there. It really is. Three balls, one strike. Here's Sigmund's pitch. Over his head for ball four. And Auburn scores another run. Five walks in the inning. So five doubles in the first inning and five walks in the second inning. As Auburn has plated their ninth run. Holland picks up his second RBI of the ball game. And Luke Jarvis, who's one for two today, 
will step in against uh, Sigmund. And the first pitch down low. Good job by Clausen. Knocks that one down. And boy, I'll tell you right now, BYU searching for someone to find the strike zone. So, so frustrating to see it transpire the way it has the first two innings. Pitch is high and tight, almost hitting. And Walker Sigmund, like uh, Motes, is just unable to find the plate. Jarvis now uh, will step out and... uh, Catcher for the Cougars, David Clausen, will go out and talk to Sigmund. And uh, there is a pitcher throwing for the Cougars in the pen. The way they've got that pen situated, it's it's tough to see him. Yeah, you can't see it at all. Kenny Sines is scheduled to be the starter in game three later today. Might have turned the lights on for that game, the way this thing's going. No kidding. Good thing we don't have a flight tonight. 2-0 pitch. That one's down low, ball three. So three balls, no strikes. To Luke Jarvis. And the pitch from Sigmund, that's outside, ball four. So another run comes in, and Mike Littlewood's going to come out and make the change. We'll be back in 90, 10-3. Auburn leading the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Red Parkinson in the game. Uh, Red, a left-hander out of uh, Wellsville, Utah, he is a senior, six foot, 195 pounder, and Parkinson, the lefty in. Cougars pitchers have walked six here in the inning. After Auburn scored seven in the first, they put three more on here in the second inning. Parkinson uh, has had two appearances and thrown an inning and two thirds, given up two hits, three runs. Has not walked anybody, but it's, uh, has not had a great start to the year. So this might be the opportunity for Parkinson to get an out here and then uh, pitch two or three good innings. Stephen Williams, is, uh, he will come up. He's the ninth guy to come to the plate here in the second inning. And the first pitch from Parkinson is over for a strike. Hey, I like that. I it's like n- to see the umpire go strike. It's nice to <laughs> say strike. It is, yeah. No balls, one strike. Here's the pitch. Just off the plate, one and one the count. Williams doubled in the first and also came up again in the first and flew out to left for the final out. Parkinson's ball up the middle. That's going to be through for a base hit, and Auburn's going to put two more on the board. Just a slow roller right up the middle. A single, two RBIs. Boy, like we talked about, uh, when it rains, it pours here for BYU. Yes, it does. 
11 to 3 now, or 12 to 3. Can't even keep track. As Auburn has hit around in the first two innings. Seven in the first, five so far here in the second inning, and Brendan Venter will now come up. He led the inning off with a single. And here's the pitch from Parkinson. That is down low, ball one. If you're an Auburn hitter right now, you're just having a blast. Absolutely anything you want is happening. Play loose and relax and just let it go. Here's the 1-0. A little bit low for a ball. Five of the 12 runs that Auburn has scored have been on walks. Yep. That's the frustrating part. Pitch is grounded. Just fouled down the third baseline. So two balls and a strike to um, Venter. I mean, you've seen the the best of both worlds for the Auburn offense in the last two innings. You had seven runs on all those hits in the first inning, double, 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 like five doubles in the first inning, and now five runs in the second on five walks, just making it count. Two balls in a strike, two men out, runners at first and second base. Venter, who is the leading hitter in this lineup, uh, hitting 457 coming in. He's two for two today. This kid can really swing the bat. There's a good curve ball. About knee high inside corner for a strike. Two and two the count. Boy, BYU off to such a great start here with a three-run home run by Hale. and It's been all Auburn since that uh, home run went out. Pitch is inside for ball three. Parkinson grew up in Wellsville. He uh, pitched at Salt Lake Community and has been with the Cougars the last couple of years. Just need him to go out and compete right now. Give us a shot. Here's a 3-2. Popped up. Out of play. Straight back. And the count again. 3-2 runners moving on the pitch. And the tough part about this, it's one thing being behind, but, boy, when, you, when you're playing a doubleheader yeah. and you've already run through four of your pitchers, uh, Definitely not what pretty, you want. Pretty problematic for that game, too. A lot of pressure on signs to come in and, and give them uh, a bunch of innings. Here's a 3-2 pitch. Ball drilled down the left field line, but foul. Hit off the top of the wall out there, but about uh, 30 feet foul. You were talking last night at the bullpen area down there and that big uh, 30-foot wall. Pretty interesting architecture. But uh, gives the ballpark a lot of charisma. Definitely does. Pretty cool yard. 
beautiful, gorgeous yard, too. They take good care of it. 3-2. Line drive, base hit, left field. One run will score as Venters now 3-for-3 three three in the ballgame. And he's picked up his ninth and 10th RBIs of the year. As Jarvis scores from second base, Williams moves up to second. And Connor Davis, who has been on by way of an error and also walked, will step in. Left fielder number 24, Connor Davis. Parkinson, the lefty. The fourth pitcher for BYU in these first two innings. There's a ground ball right to Casey Jacobs, and he's got it. He'll step on the bag for the out. And Auburn is retired, but they picked up six runs in the inning. And they lead this one 13-3. Well, we'll be back uh, with more Cougar baseball on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at... BYU, and you're listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Well, here we go to the top of the third. Cougars have got a mountain to climb. They're down by 10 runs. Keaton Kringlin will lead it off. And the first pitch to Kringlin is on the outside corner for a strike. Keaton looks at the umpire and says, that hasn't been a strike all day, and I yeah. would have a tendency to agree with him on that. Kringlin walked and scored his first time up. Her ball down low in the dirt, and the count evens up at one ball, one strike. Kringlin, Favero, Hale do up for BYU here in the third. Believe it or not, Cougars led this one three to nothing after their first at bat. And uh, Auburn has put up 13 runs on just nine hits. There have been, uh, I believe, seven walks given to Auburn through the first two innings. And six of those guys have scored. Pitch is down low for a ball as the Cougars have gone through four pitchers, just unable to find anybody that really uh, has the command and control to throw strikes. Three-one. Kringlin pops it up, foul, out of play. Here's a 3-2. Kringlin takes that one on the outside corner for a call strike three. One man out. And Nate Favero struck out his first time up. Will step in. First baseman, Nate Favero. Favero steps in. Struck out his first time up there. And Favero hammers one to deep right field foul. Out of play. Mentioned Nate from the East Coast, Vienna, Virginia native. Pitch to Nate, a little slow of grounder out the first baseline. Pitcher's got it, shovels the ball to the first baseman. 
for the out, two men down. And Brock Hale comes in, Brock with the three-run home run in the first inning. Cougars of coach, of course, coached by uh, Mike Littlewood, Trent Pratt, Brent Herring, Jeremy Thomas, uh, Tuckett Slate here next to me, the director of baseball ops. There are eight married players on this year's BYU team. First pitch is up high for a ball. Currently six missionaries serving who are uh, have either played or signed at BYU. Pitch is over for a strike. One and one the count. Auburn's pitcher is real happy the way that this game turned because he was about to be knocked out in the first inning, and now here he is in line for his first win of the year. Brock Hale hammers one down the left field line. That's going to go to the wall. Hale around first base. And Brock swinging the bat well today. He doubles with two men out. And that will bring Clausen to the plate. David singled his first time up. Cougars fourth hit. The catcher number 22, David Clausen. So Clausen will step in with a runner in scoring position. And Daniel Davis's first pitch, ball, little fly ball left field. Easy play out there for Connor Davis. He's there, makes the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the third. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through two and a half. 13-3 Auburn over BYU on your Cougar, on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, the Cougars are making a couple of changes. Noah Hill is going to come on and catch for Clausen. And Paxton Larson takes over for Brennan Anderson. And I think Coach Littlewood right now just thinking about game three. With Anderson's foot injury, uh, didn't know if he'd play him in game two, but I think now he'll be guaranteed he'll be out there and also give Clawson a little bit of a blow and uh, and so they can bring him back in game three also. Parkinson on the hill for the Cougars. And the first pitch is down low, ball one. So Larson at second base. That pitch is down low, ball two. Last couple of years we haven't had games like this where we've been down this far. You just hope that the guys in the dugout just keep their spirits high and just keep competing and realizing, hey, keep playing every inning. Fight. Last thing you want to do is see them get down and kind of give up. They can keep fighting, keep playing hard. Still got another game after this one that you, you want to go win. But... This game isn't over, but just doesn't look great right now. Keep fighting. 2-0 pitch is over. Now the 2-1 is inside for ball three. Three balls and a strike to Anthony. And that pitch a little bit inside for ball four. Anthony has... uh, Walked all three times now. He's come up in the ball game. So that's seven or eight walks this game total. That's 
hits, eight walks this game. Six last inning, one in the first, and lead off here in the third, eight walks. Dylan Ingram steps in. And the first pitch to Ingram is over for a strike. Ingram popped up to the first baseman in the first, had a sacrifice fly RBI in the uh, second inning. And here's the 0-1. That ball right off the end of the bat. Favero's got it. His only play to, to uh, through to the bag at first base. Good job by Parkinson. Got there just in time. And the ball hit right off the end of the bat. Tough play. 3-1 on the putout. Anthony moves to second base on the out. Yeah, Nate didn't see that very well off the bat. He kind of reacted late to that. Still did a good job of getting it and getting the the force at first, but that was kind of a weird delayed play there by Favero. Parkinson got there, but he had a hard time finding the bag. He, he did, was yeah. Stabbing around with his foot, finally found it just before the runner crossed. Jeremy Johnson now steps in. First pitch, fastball over first strike. 87 on the fastball there by uh, Rhett Parkinson. Johnson has doubled in two runs and walked. He scored twice. Here's the pitch. That's a little bit outside, one and one. 13-3 Auburn over BYU as we play the bottom of the third inning. Cougars led it three to nothing after their half of the first. And then Auburn, along with the help of some BYU pitching that has struggled uh, with walks, have uh, scored uh, 13 runs in the first two innings. That pitch is over for a strike, one and two. Parkinson with a long look in at uh, Noah Hill. And here's the pitch. Just missed a little bit low. Two and two the count. This is double header day here in Auburn, so we'll have another nine inning contest right after this one. Or 45 minutes after this yep. one. We'll, we'll actually go off the air and then return after that break and uh, bring you game two. Ball head out to uh, Schneeman. Daniels got it. Got to make a quick throw to first. He gets him. Runner does move up to third base on the ground out. So Parkinson with a couple of good pitches here to get a couple of weak ground ball outs. And Jay Estes, who has doubled and walked and scored two, steps in. Be nice to see a zero on that board. Find a way right here to get an out. Estes out of Crawfordville, Florida. You, ever, you know, as I'm going through this roster, it seems like every town has a ville on it. Yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> All the way up and down the East Coast. Doesn't matter if you're Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Everything's a ville. Pitch is down a little bit low. Two balls and no strikes. You know, we talked last night a little bit of how 
a bunch of their roster has a bunch of Georgia players are all from Georgia, yeah. not a ton from Alabama. We actually t- talked to Coach Butch Thomas this morning during BP about that, and he said there's 500 kids in, in Atlanta area that are good enough to play Division One baseball. It's unbelievable wow. the amount of talent they have there, and so we're going to go ahead and get everyone we can. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Pitch is a little bit inside for ball three, three and oh, the count to Estes. Will Holland's on deck. And that's the ninth walk given up by the Cougar staff in the first three innings. Now, Tuck, you're with the team, you know, in practice every yeah. day. I mean, have you ever seen the pitchers do this in practice where they just Never. literally can't find the zone? No, that's, it, that's, I'm sitting here speechless and shocked because all fall and all spring so far, our guys have been so locked in. You know, you might have one or two bad pitches here and there that make a mistake, but nothing like this where it's not even close. It's frustrating to see. Holland steps in. First pitch popped up foul. Out of play. You know the coaching staff sitting in the dugout just like, what's going on? This is not, you know, what we expect from our guys. But baseball is one of those funny things that sometimes it just goes this way. No balls, one strike. Pitch to Holland is fouled over near the Auburn dugout, into the dugout, actually. It reminds me me a little bit of last year, the Gonzaga series, where our pitchers started to walk a bunch of guys and they made us pay and got beat up a little bit there for a few games. We know we have the guys that compete. It's just going out there and doing it. Here's the 0-2. Popped up. Might be playable over near the Auburn dugout. Casey Jacobson going over, and that will land right on top of the dugout. I think that I thought that ball might have a little spin and might make its way back onto the playing field. Too bad we weren't back in Hawaii for that one. That would have been a routine oh, out. That's, a, that's not even near the dugout yeah, in Hawaii. Exactly. I mean, to watch a game in Hawaii, you feel like you're 50 yards away from, yeah, the, no from the field if you're on the front row. Great ballpark. But uh, there's a ball hit. Just foul down the third baseline by Will Holland. Cougars have made a couple of changes. As we've mentioned uh, Larson at second base, Noah Hill behind the plate. At this point, uh, Auburn has not made any lineup changes. And Parkinson from the stretch, runners at the corners. Here's the pitch. Popped up again. Down the line. That ball's going to stay in play. And Casey Jacobson's going to make the play for the out. So the Cougars retire Auburn here in the third. No runs. No hits. No errors. Two runners left. We are through three complete. 13-3 Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Jake Brown, the leadoff hitter for the Cougars, steps in. Top of the fourth inning, fouls the first pitch off. So Brown uh, stepping in. Uh, Jake uh, DHing in today's ballgame. Struck out his first time up. Now fouls another pitch off. 
No balls, two strikes to count on Brown, the sophomore. Out of Mesa, Arizona. Pitch is off the plate. One and two the count. Daniel Davis has been the recipient of all these runs Auburn has scored. Pitch to Brown, a little looper. Center fielder coming in a couple of steps. Now he's called off by the left fielder, Connor Davis, who makes the play for out number one. It's amazing what no pressure can do for a pitcher, right? He got a 10-run lead. He was struggling early. Now he's got 10 runs, and he's settled in, and now all of his stuff's a little bit sharper, and he's throwing looser. And So far, this is the farthest that he's made it into a game this year because of what his offense has done. Casey Jacobson steps in. Casey flew out his first time. And Jacobson hammers one left field. That ball is going to be off the wall. Jacobson will be held to a single. Boy, you can see right there that wall. Good play out there by Davis as he played that uh, bounce off the wall perfectly and held Jacobson to a long single. That will bring up uh, Mitch McIntyre, the Cougar center fielder. Yeah, definitely the home field advantage there. The left fielder knew exactly how to play that, knew exactly how it was going to come off the wall and was able to get on the one hop and throw a strike to second. Casey would have been out by a mile if he had taken off. McIntyre steps in, left-handed hitter. And the pitch, that's over for a strike. Paxton Larson, who took over for... uh, Brennan Anderson is on the on-deck circle. He'll hit in the leadoff slot. Another score, uh, Indiana beat uh, USD San Diego today 10-4. Pitches off the plate. One ball and one strike. Well, you hate to see games like this, but especially on doubleheader days. I mean, yeah. it just throws... Everything into point with your with your pitching staff and makes it very very tough, especially when you're competing against a real good team For like sure. Auburn, a team Absolutely. that's undefeated, ten and zero. You want to go in there with all your your guns and bullets and and uh, as we've mentioned, uh, Kenny Signs is going to get the start in uh, game two. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of the script that you want to write for a doubleheader day. That's for sure. one pitch. Swing and a miss. Off speed. McIntyre way out in front of that one. As Davis working from the belt. One man out. Here's the pitch. McIntyre little looper. Shortstop going out. Left fielder coming in. Shortstop going to make the play. Holland. For out number two of the Indian, that will bring uh, Paxton Larson up. Larson's first at bat in the series. Paxton, a uh, sophomore out of uh, McKinney, Texas. As he will step in for the Cougars. First pitch, Larson hits the ball pretty well. Center field, however, under it right there and makes the catch for the out, and the Cougars are retired here in the fourth. 
No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We are through three and a half. 13-3. Auburn over BYU on your new skins, BYU Sports Network. Luke Jarvis steps in for Auburn. Go to the bottom of the fourth. Jarvis has been on by an an error in the first and scored. Doubled in a run also in the first and uh, walked with bases loaded his last time up. There's a little pop-up. Noah Hill can't see the ball, but it uh, landed over near the uh, Cougar dugout. Noah looked around, couldn't ever pick the ball up. Boy, you're really relying on your your teammates, not only on, on the field but on the bench to kind of help you with that. Yeah, ball stays in play. It could be an out. Got to help the guy out. Outs have been hard to come by here today for BYU. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That ball drops in for a strike. One and two. Here's Parkinson from the stretch. And the pitch popped up. Should be a play for Favero. He's over there near the Cougar dugout. And he makes the catch for the out. Kind of did a little bit of a circle route after that one, but made the catch. He'll be blaming the wind. Oh, for uh, sure. It always comes back to the field. They always forget that, (laughs) that it's always going to come back. Kind of like that catcher for Auburn last night that overran that pop-up. One man out, Stephen Williams steps in. He is doubled, singled, and flown out. He's uh, scored a run and has a couple of RBIs. He leads uh, Auburn with 14 RBIs on the year, and Williams' fouls went off. Got a big crowd over there in the parking structure. Again, not quite as big as last night. Last night, all three levels were yeah. pretty much packed. That's a free way to watch Auburn baseball. I was going to check and see what they, what they charged for a ticket. Pitch is down low. It must be a fairly substantial amount. I also for think it's a good place for students to be able to drink their beverage of choice up there and not oh, bring it into the stadium good point. for much cheaper. See, yeah, my mind wouldn't go there, but yeah. yours went, well, you, you the, were right there. And the only reason I went there is because <laughs> yesterday when we had a local joint, there was four or five students that walked in when half our team were eating in there, and they bought four pitchers of beer, and they said, boys, get ready to get yelled at tonight. So I kind of already knew where that was going with those guys. So Here's the one-two. Those guys are so far away, though, in that structure. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear them exactly. if they were yelling yeah. at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they've got to be, uh, what, a couple hundred feet away at least from the field, from the left field foul pole. One, two, ball drilled. Brock Hale going over, and he's not able to make the catch. It's up against the wall. Stephen Williams will hold with another double for this Auburn team. Boy, Hale gave it a great effort. He really did. Just couldn't quite get there, and Williams, his third hit of the ball game. That will bring Brennan Venter to the plate. He's three for three. Venter is hitting an even 500 now on the year with the three hits. He's got 10 RBIs on the year. He scored 11 runs, has two home runs. And as we talked about a little earlier, Venter... uh, 
Grew up in Flower Mound, Texas, as were three of the Cougar players did. They were on opposing high school teams, but uh, knew each other very well. First pitch over for a strike. Venter uh, was drafted out of high school, but did not sign. Went to the JC route, thinking he'd play one year of JC ball. Got drafted again, didn't sign, and now is here at Auburn for his junior year. You don't see that very often. These days, kids want to take the money and run. Pitch is fouled out of play. Well, the interesting thing about Venter, he's been drafted twice. Yeah. And, boy, with the way he started this year, if he's able to keep up this kind of torrid pace, you know, he'll... Uh, they could make a little bit of money. Yeah, his draft stock will move up and... Here's the 1-2 pitch, popped up. Should be playable for Casey Jacobson. He makes the play for out number two. Two men out, runner at second base, and Connor Davis. He's 0 for 2 today with a walk, has scored one time. Brett Parkins is doing a good job coming in here in relief and pounding the zone and keeping them from scoring so far. Here's the pitch. And just a little bit low for a ball. Davis is a sophomore, hitting 312 coming into the ballgame. And here's Parkinson's pitch. Checked his swing, held up, and the count goes to 2 0. One thing the last two days I've been impressed with with Auburn is they do a good job of taking good pitchers' pitches. You know, they, uh, they don't swing at our pitch we want them to swing at. They've taken that and getting theirs to hit and doing a good job. Here's a pitch. Ball fouled up and out of play. Which earlier, you know, Rodgers, they weren't taking his changeup away, and next thing you know, he's got to throw a fastball or a changeup in the zone, and they were doing, putting good swings on it. Yeah, when you're not throwing strikes, yeah. I mean, you make a 250 hitter into a 350 hitter in a hurry. You really do. Because they know you're struggling and you're just trying to pipe one. You know, get, get yep. one down the middle of the plate, throw a strike. One pitch, a swing and a miss. Pretty good fastball, 87. Healthy hat. Connor was trying to hit it over the monster right there. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. The next pitch is Parkinson's 50th of the game. As we play the fourth inning. Bottom of the fourth here in Auburn. Two, ball fouled down the right field line. Out of play. 
Well, Cougars home opener is next Thursday, 5 o'clock. Nebraska-Omaha coming to Provo Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday and Friday at 5. Saturday at 11 a.m. Come out and see the new ballpark, new field turf. New outfield wall. Strike three called. Good curveball. And Parkinson works a good inning here. No runs on one hit. No errors. One man left. We're through four complete now. 13-3 Auburn over BYU on your Cougar baseball. And New Skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Daniel Sneeman will lead it off for the Cougars here as we go to the fifth. Cougars scored three in the first, and then they've been shut down by Daniel Davis. And, of course, Davis trying to get those five innings in to pick up the potential win. First pitch is over for a call, strike one. Pitch is off the plate. Looks like most of the crowd's starting to sneak out of here. The basketball game about to start here in a little bit. Yeah, basketball game about a half hour away. Sneeman off the end of the bat. Uh, Anthony, the third baseman, has got it. He'll throw to first for the out. Play right off the edge of the bat. Sneeman grounds out. Kyle Dean now will get his first at bat in the series. As he took over for Kringlin. In the last half inning, now he'll come to the plate. The BYU pinch hitter is number seven, Kyle Dean. Really hoping for some success here for Kyle. He really needs to get himself going. He's been swinging and missing a little bit too much early in the season and striking out, but he's a big bat that we need in the lineup. This kid's got all the potential in the world, he battled does. some injuries. Great It'd kid. really be nice to see him get it going. Had a chance to talk with him a little last night in the hotel. He is a great kid. Even though he hasn't been playing a lot, keeping his attitude positive and moving forward. Swing and a miss. One ball and one strike to Kyle Dean. Here's Davis's pitch, and Dean takes the pitch over for a strike. Kyle Dean, uh, 16 at bats this year, has three hits, a couple of doubles. Does have six RBI, so he's been had productive hits when he's when he's able to put a hit on the board. I think he had a what a bases clearing trip or double. Yeah, in he the, did. At yeah, CSUN, at CSUN. Yep. and then had a couple RBIs at uh, um, in Hawaii on right. some stack flies. One ball, two strikes to Kyle Dean. Nobody out here in the. Top of the fifth inning. Here's Davis's pitch, and Dean foul tips it back into the catcher's glove for the second out. And that will bring uh, Nate Favero to the plate. Boy, when things start going wrong, they just uh, seems like everything piles yes, on. Yes, they do. Cougars just uh, can't catch a break and and uh, haven't pitched it well enough in the game to really probably earn a break. Uh, Favero hits the ball pretty well. Right fielder going back. 
right at the wall. He jumps, and he makes the catch. I think the ball was inside the ballpark, but uh, Jeremy Johnson went back, jumped, and caught it right at the uh, top of the wall for out number three. So the Cougars are retired in order here in the fifth. We're th- or through four and a half, 13-3 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Josh Anthony steps in against uh, Rhett Parkinson. First pitch fouled up and out of play. It's the first swing that Josh Anthony's had to take today with his three walks. Walked in the first and scored. Walked in the second and third and uh, did not come in as he steps in here in the bottom of the fifth. That ball drilled. Kyle Dean going back, and he makes the catch just at the base of the wall and left. Ball hit hard by Anthony, but uh, Dean got a good jump on it and was able to track it down. Now Dylan Ingram will step in. Ingram uh, is 0 for 2 today with an RBI. Had a sacrifice fly back in the first inning that scored a run. And the first pitch from Parkinson is uh, over for a strike. Well, Parkinson has definitely been the highlight of the game for BYU so far. Absolutely. Big-time outing so far by Rhett to come in and pound the zone and really eat up some innings. Here's the 0-1. You know, it was interesting. When Parkinson took the ball, was handed the ball by Coach uh, Mike Littlewood, he patted Coach Littlewood on the back. Yeah. Like, I got it. I'm going to be okay. So... That was kind of cool. Most of the time you see a coach pat a pitcher. For sure. This time uh, Parkinson actually patted. uh, As that ball's hit well into left field, Kyle Dean goes over picks it up. So Ingram a solid single, a one-out single here in the fifth. Jeremy Johnson steps in. It's good to see Rhett have some success because he's had a couple outings this year where, you know, he didn't like the way it ended. He had a little bit higher ERA coming into here. He's basically, this game, cut his ERA in half. So... Done a good job. Johnson has doubled, walked, and grounded out. He scored twice. And the pitch is grounded down the first base side. And no play. Johnson runs well by the time Parkinson got there to pick the ball up. uh, No place to throw it. So runners at first and second base now on a little swinging bunt there off the bat of Jeremy Johnson. And that will bring Jay Estes to the plate. He has doubled and walked twice. Estes steps in. He is the center fielder for the Tigers, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Cougars, uh, several changes, not only on the mound, but Noah Hill behind the plate. Kyle Dean in left field. Paxton Larson has taken over at second base. Cougars getting these guys a little bit of playing time. In a game, they're down by uh, 10 runs here in the bottom of the fifth. That pitch, a curveball came in and hit him. Hit Estes, so bases are going to be loaded. Ninth or tenth free base so far this game. Let's see, I think that is uh, 
I'll have to figure that out. I think it's 10. Yeah. I'm used to keeping strikeouts. I'm not used to yeah, keeping no walks kidding. quite as no much. <laughs> yeah, it is number 10. Ball drilled. Brock Hale right there and right's got it. Runner is going to try to score from third base. He will score. Runner advances from second to third also. So Auburn with another run here in the bottom of the fifth. They lead 14 to three. As the ball was hit hard by Holland. And he picks up an RBI. And that will bring up Luke Jarvis, second baseman for the Tigers. Auburn does a really good job of making free bases hurt. First pitch is down low, ball one. Well, especially when they come in bunches. Exactly. It's not that difficult. I mean, you get six walks in an inning, and, you know, he – yeah, it's just it's like something we've never seen this uh, BYU team do before. Very difficult to recover from that. The curveball drops in for a strike. One and one the count on Jarvis. Jarvis is one for three today with a couple of RBIs. And the pitch, that's down low. Two and one. And here is Parkinson's pitch. Down low again in the dirt. The runner from first advances to second base on the ball that Noah Hill had to just knock down behind the plate. You can tell this inning that Rhett's getting a little tired. You know, he's a short relief type guy who hasn't had to throw this many pitches in a game yet, and I think he's at about 65 now. Yeah, he was up over 50 when the inning began. Because his curveball's not as sharp and command's not as good this inning. 3-1. But just missed inside. Oh, Oh, the runner at third base thought their bases were loaded. Parkinson threw it away. And two runs are going to score. The runner at third base, Johnson, started to jog in like he thought there were bases loaded, made the mistake, and then Parkinson made a bigger mistake by throwing the ball away as uh, Casey Casey, um, Jacobson was trying to make his way back to the bag. Yeah, if he just plays catch with Casey, he's probably out at third, and you're out of the inning. But instead he throws it into left field, and two runners score. Just something that... Just one of those days, I guess, right? You see everything. Yes. See everything. So Williams steps in, and the first pitch inside, ball one. Eleven free bases given up by the staff. There's a ground ball right at Favero. He's got it. He'll step on the bag, and the inning is over for Auburn. They score three times. 
15-3, Auburn over BYU. We'll be back uh, with more on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We'll go to the sixth inning. Cougars Brock Hale will step in. He's two for two on the day on the offensive side of the ball. Brock has been the star for BYU, a three-run home run in the first. And the first pitch is uh, over for a strike. Hale, or Hale and Noah Hill and Jake Brown do up in the inning. The one strike pitch is outside to Brock Hale. Brock has, uh, his average has gone from 176 to 222 with those two hits today. Early in the season, you can really increase your batting average in a hurry if you string some hits together. Pitch is over for a strike. Two balls and two strikes. Two-two pitch ball hit hard under the glove of the third baseman down the in the corner, and Brock Hale is going to come up with his third extra base hit of the afternoon. A home run and two doubles. And that will bring Noah Hill up for the first time. Hill uh, in limited action this year. He's had seven at-bats, three hits. I tell you, every time this kid gets up, he just puts a good swing on it. Hill, uh, last year, a backup second baseman and kind of the third catcher. This year he's kind of been thrust into the backup catcher role. And another one of those kids from uh, Flower Mound, Texas. Yeah, competitive kid. Plays hard and really gets after it. First pitch from Davis. Ball hit pretty well. Center fielder going back a few steps. He'll make the catch. And Brock will be able to move to third base on the fly ball out. Off the bat of Hill. And that will bring Jake Brown up. Jake Brown has struck out and flown out in the game. And here is Davis's pitch, and that ball's fouled out of play. Brown steps back in, runner at third base, and Jake fouls another one off the left side. But Jake just put the ball on the ground somewhere on the right side. Yeah, just find a way. Hale will score. Just got to get it in play somewhere. Except a third with the way the third baseman's playing. It's interesting the way he plays left-handers. Pitch to Brown, high and tight. Coach Littlewood said that uh, all last night he just talks the whole game. Can't stop talking. Well, I was I was telling you yeah. how, how demonstrative the kid is. He's always bouncing around at, at third base or in the batter's box or 
in the on-deck circle. He's just movement all the time. Josh Anthony, you can tell, tell he loves the game and excited to be out there. So Jake Brown steps back in. Two balls, two strikes, one man out. And Brown takes that one well outside for ball three. Another game to follow this one. This is doubleheader day here at Auburn. Cougars will fly back in the morning, get ready for home opener next Thursday. Ball hit up the middle. Second baseman goes over, makes the play, throws him out. But Brown picks up an RBI on the ground out. And the Cougars put the fourth run up in the ball game as Brock Hale scores. Casey Jacobson now will come up. He singled off the left field wall his last time up there. And here's Davis's pitch, held up and out of play. There's one bright spot and hopefully kind of a season turner for the Cougs is that Brock Hale got going this game. You know, three extra base hit, extra base hits, hit him hard. We really need him to have a great year. So hopefully this gets him that confidence that we know he has and can be a great hitter. Pitch to Jacobson popped up behind first base. First baseman going out, foul territory, makes the play. And that will do it for BYU here in the sixth. One run, one hit, no errors, nobody left. We're through five and a half. 17-4 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, Alex Perrone is the new pitcher for BYU as he'll take over here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, Perrone uh, wearing number 27 on that Cougar jersey, 6'2", 175-pound J.C. transfer out of College of Southern Idaho. Grew up in uh, the Las Vegas area. So he is the uh, fifth pitcher to be brought into the ballgame by BYU and uh, Red Parkinson did a pretty good job. The worst thing Red did was make that error on the throw that allowed a couple of guys to score. Other than that, he had a pretty good outing. He got a little tired, walked a couple of guys, but other than that, he did what we needed him to do is get through a few innings. Brendan Venter will step in. He's three for four on the day, and the first pitch from Perone is up a little bit high. Ball one, 90-mile-an-hour fastball there by Alex. Pitch has popped up. Favero going down the line. Foul territory. He's there but unable to make the play. There's a tarp down there that got in his way. If it hadn't been there, I think he might have been able to make that catch. Yeah, definitely did. He ran into that, and without that tarp being there, it's, he makes that catch. Like I say, one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least we got sunshine, right? <laughs> Sunshine, beautiful day. No balls and a strike to Venter, who is the number three hitter. He's hitting 487 on the year. And that pitch is just a little bit outside for ball two. 
popped up. This should be playable. Noah Hill, catcher, couldn't find it. Now he found it. Going back, and it lands just up on the netting behind home plate. So Venter, pretty fortunate hitter up there as he's hit two two balls that uh, first one definitely could have been caught if it hadn't been for that tarp. Count two balls and two strikes. And the pitch. A little looper center field. Easy play for McIntyre. He's there. And he'll make the catch for the out. One man out. Connor Davis steps in. Alex Prone on the year. This is only his second appearance. Throwing an inning and a third. has given up one hit. Has three walks in that. Uh, or check that. Prone uh, has given up one hit. One walk and has one strikeout. Opponents are hitting 200 off him. So he's another kid that's got some pretty good velocity. Yeah, he definitely I think does. Cougars are going to really have to rely on him and out of the bullpen. First pitch down low. Bounces all the way back to the screen for ball one. One of those guys just has to get used to the Division One level and being able to pitch at this level command a little bit more. Pitch is uh, squirted right out in front of the plate, picked up by Peroni, throws it a little bit high, but Favero able to make the play for out number two. Two men out, and Josh Anthony will be the hitter. Anthony has walked three times, and last time a hit it hard, but lined out to Kyle Dean. In left field. Paul hit right at Schneeman. Daniels got it, throws across the diamond, and Anthony is retired. Cougar retire, retires Auburn for the first time in the ball game. Three up, three down. We're through six complete now. 17-4 Auburn over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Bottom Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Score is 16-4. Not uh, It's showing 17-3 on the scoreboard. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. They've had 17 runs up there, and we've been I've been pouring over my scorebook, and all yeah. I could come up with was 16. That's enough. Yeah, but, we've, already, uh, we've already given them enough. Don't give them an extra yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they haven't given us our fourth yet. Now it's got a 14-3, to three, and uh, we've got a pinch hitter for the Cougars, number five. That is uh, Jarrett Perns, an outfielder out of uh, Southern Nevada Community College. He is hitting for McIntyre. Also a couple of changes. Uh, Judd Ward in right field for the Auburn Tigers. And Mike Rojas is the new catcher for Auburn. And we've got a new pitcher for Auburn. And as soon as I can pick up his number, we'll let you know who he is. He's a left-hander. So both teams uh, substituting a lot here as we uh, enter the seventh inning. Ball hit hard. Third baseman over has got it. And he will throw him out. 
New pitcher's number 44. That is uh, Jack Owen, a freshman out of uh, Cota de Casa, California. 6-2-174. Making his way all the way to Auburn from California. That will bring uh, Paxton Larson. He's up for his second time. There's a ball hit up the middle. Shortstop, great play. Throw to first in time. Wow, Rob's a base hit from Paxton Larson. Tremendous play out there by Will Holland. Maybe that's why he plays in the six hole so much. <laughs> it might be. That was a great play to get up the middle. Came up, made the good, strong throw. And Schneeman, it was one for three on the day, steps in. And the first pitch is over for a call strike. Owen on the air. This is just his uh, second appearance. He's thrown one inning, giving up one hit. And there's another great defensive play as the second baseman, Luke Jarvis, jumps and takes away a line drive base hit from Schneeman. So the Cougars retired in order here in the seventh. We're through six and a half. 17-4. 17-4. Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for BYU, Bull Burrup, the left-hander, is into the ball game for the Cougars, wearing number 42 is Burrup, the junior out of Pocatello, Idaho, Island High School up there. So Burrup into the game as we go to the seventh inning. 16 to 4 is the score. Auburn scored 13 of those runs in the first two innings after the Cougars uh, led this one 3 to nothing after the top of the first. And Dylan Ingram will step in. First pitch over for a strike. I think Coach uh, would like to bring uh, Perrin back. Possibly next game he threw one inning. No doubt Parkinson will be done for the day. Pitches over for a strike. Oh and two the count. Pitches down low. Auburn with, uh, you know, when you look at 17 runs, you think they probably have 25 hits. They only have 12 hits. Cougars have helped them out by issuing 11 free bases. That's like a base hit. So one ball, two strikes, the count. I'm not sure who is in charge of the scoreboard. But, yeah, they're uh, struggling. Somebody a little asleep in there. There's a fly ball out toward right fielder. Brock Haley makes the play for the out. Well, you know, I can see him struggling with keeping track of the count, but when you've got the score wrong for like two or three innings now, that's pretty unbelievable. Well, I don't know what's going on, too, because they're not even in the right inning anymore. It's like they're afraid to go further. At our home, you just update it and it's fixed. That new digital board might, t- I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's frozen up. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But I think they're wrong. I think it's actually, shouldn't it be 16-15 right now? They got the board wrong. <laughs> Wish it was that Why don't easy. Why aren't you going to convince them of that? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do that. Well, they've now got 16-3 to because they're trying to make some changes. Yeah, they're getting there. Ball is uh, 
lined into right field by Johnson for a single, his second or third hit of the game. And now the new right fielder will come on and hit for Estes. And that is Judd Ward. So Ward steps in, the left-handed hitter. And that ball's hit into right field base hit. Just out of the uh, grasp of Paxton Larson, the second baseman. So after there's one man out in the inning, runners now at first and second base. And we've got another hitter. Cade Evans is going to come on. Evans out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. He is a freshman. So Evans into the game. And the first pitch over first strike. Number 10, Edward Julian on deck. So Auburn entering their bench, as the Cougars have pretty much been doing in a game that uh, got away from BYU here early. Pitches down low. Well, it's score, score's getting better. It's actually 14-3 to three now. Yeah, let's keep it, keep it right <laughs> there and let it keep getting lower and lower. Change up, misses outside. And the ball strike. Uh, thing on the board hasn't worked for a couple innings. Yeah, I think they're not doing anything else now. The only thing that's working is the velocity. <laughs> it still has Parkinson pitch in. and Pitch is uh, lined into right field base hit. A little looper, so they'll have uh, bases loaded with uh, two men out. Actually, I think there's actually only one man out. Yeah, I think there's just one, but it that, board, two is, on the that board. board gets you confused. Three consecutive singles, top of the order. And Julian comes up. This guy's the guy that had all the RBIs last night. Three-run home run and the sacrifice fly. Edward Julian out of uh, Quebec, Canada. If it takes this long to fix a mistake on the scoreboard, I'd hate to be the one that's running that scoreboard because... We're two innings deep here with it being wrong. You know, it is, it is a new, it's a giant yeah, board. The beautiful. board is actually uh, 24 by 64, the new video board. And sound system and lights are new this year. And uh, maybe it's just not uh, used to having all those runs up there. I'm not sure. But uh, it's not working right now. Here's the pitch from Bo Burrup to Julian. And that one is outside for a ball. Burrup working from the stretch. Here's the 1-0. And that's inside for ball two. Well, the Auburn Tiger basketball team just about ready to tip it off. Over in the arena behind the ballpark. A ball hit very hard against Julian. Has he done it for the second time? Yes, he has. A grand slam home run. 
by Edward Julian. He's got eight RBIs in this series. And the score is now 20 to four for Auburn. Julian having the series of his life. Kid's gonna wake up Monday morning to possibly SEC player of the week, the way he's going. I was happy when we got to the ball field and I saw his name was in the lineup. I think he's got eight RBIs. I think he's actually maybe only got four official at bats. Yeah. Because he had the one sack fly. Right. And the first pitch to number 21. He's a new player also in the ball game. Uh, that's Mike Rojas. He took over behind the plate. He is up high for ball one. Now the 1-0 pitch is outside. Pitch has popped up. Favero coming over near the Cougar dugout, and that ball will find the seats behind the BYU dugout. Ball drilled to left field. That's going to drop in front of Kyle Dean. A single for Rojas in his first at bat. And now we're going to have a pinch hitter for Venter. As he's going to be brought out of the ball game. Brad Olson's going to hit. Olson number 38. 6'2", 225-pound junior out of Newport Beach, California. Signed out of Central Alabama Junior College. And the first pitch to Olsen is outside ball one. Pitch is looped into left field. Kyle Dean got a little bit of a low jump on that. And he picks it up, and that will be a double by Olson. Runners at second and third base. And pinch hitter for Connor Davis now is uh, number 19. That is Bowen McGuffin. He is a senior out of uh, Panama City, Florida. So McGuffin into the game. with runners at second and third. And one man out here in the bottom of the seventh. First pitch down low, ball one. Here's the pitch from Burrup. Ball fouled down the third base side out of play. Kyle Dean got a little bit of a late jump on that. Didn't look like he saw it come off the bat. The ball yeah, it was, weird. was not hit hard. But Perns, uh, the center fielder, was playing a little bit on the right field side. There's a 
fly ball. Dean coming in, and he'll get there and make the catch. Runner unable to advance from third base, so two men are out. And that will bring to the plate uh, Josh Anthony as he's the ninth guy to come to the plate here for Auburn. Third inning in in this game that they've hit around. Pitch to Anthony is over for a call strike. Well, this is a doubleheader day. Uh, Tanner Burns is scheduled to go for Auburn in game two against Kenny Sines. And there is a line drive base hit into right field. Auburn will hold the runner at third base. They do score one run. So Josh Anthony picks up his uh, first hit, an RBI of the ballgame. I'll tell you, I'm really impressed with these Auburn hitters yeah, they're, going they're, the other way. They really are. I mean, that pitch is change up running away with the ball that he just sticks his bat out there with a good plane to the pitch and hits a nice hard single to right. Dylan Ingram now steps in. First pitch from Burp popped up. This should do it. Second baseman Paxton Larson going out. He's there and makes the catch, and they are retired. They got four runs in the inning. They lead this one now uh, 20 to 4 over BYU as we're through seven on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Kyle Dean will lead it off. As we go to the eighth inning here. Auburn, Alabama. Dean uh, has had one at bat. He struck out back in the fifth. And he leads off the eighth and he fouls the pitch off and into the crowd down the first base side. When, like you, you know, you're one, you run your way through the bullpen and it's just, you know, as far as keeping your team up. Yeah, for sure. It's hard. And, you know, I mean, a kid's competitive juices are going, hey, are you kidding me? We lose last night. Yeah. And, this. Hey, you lose a tough yeah, one last yeah, night. Yeah, you hope they respond saying, hey, we're, we're going to go get it, you know. And uh, But it's tough. I mean, baseball, uh, when you get beat like this, yeah, uh, tough to recover. It'll be interesting to see how the Cougars come out and, and battle. You know, the one thing that you do have going for you is that team in the third base dugout just comes out and blows you out, right? They get complacent and relaxed to the point where if you can come out and set the tone, if Kenny can come in and throw strikes, command is his zone like we know we can, and we come out offensively a little bit in game three, they might be like, oh, wow, I didn't see this coming, and you can kind of lull them to sleep a little bit with this game. That's kind of the hope. Pitch to Dean is outside. Well, and the pitcher, the number three pitcher, balls hammered foul for the uh, Tigers is supposed to be dynamic. He is a freshman. Talked to some of their people about him. They said he's Potentially every bit as good as Mize, their, yeah, he's really their number good. one guy. He's actually the highest-rated prospect in the country that didn't sign professionally out of high school. Dean grounds this one out to Anthony, the third baseman. He's got it, and he'll throw Kyle Dean out for out number one. 
Yeah, he was actually the Gatorade player of the year in the country last year, this freshman. Tanner Burns. I'm sure he was drafted. I'm sure they just didn't get to the amount he felt like he needed. So he better Burns have been drafted. He's 95. <laughs> Burns will be going in game three here. Popped up by Favero right behind home plate. Catcher coming back, Rojas, and that ball will land up on the screen. Kind of deflected off the screen and landed right between three girls. I don't think it hit anybody too solid, but uh, it shook them up a yeah, little bit sure as they did. were walking down the, down the concourse. Favero takes that pitch over for a strike. Favero swings and misses, goes down on strikes for out number two. Owen looks good on the mound. The yeah, lefty. it does, yeah. Good little breaking ball, pounds his own, 87-88. For 44, Brock Hale. Brock Hale now steps in. He is three for three on the day. A home run, two doubles. Now he's four for four as he singles past the shortstop. So Brock Hale, four hits in the ballgame. Seeing the ball well, swinging is, it well. Yeah. Finding, finding a few holes finally, that's for sure. I guess the easiest way to find a hole is to hit it over the fence, right? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good way to do it. Noah Hill now steps in for BYU. I think they might. No, they don't quite have that uh, close. scoreboard. They're just one run off for Auburn. First pitch to Noah is over for a strike. Hill hits one to right field. Right fielder coming in, makes the play for the out. And that will do it for the Cougars in the inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. We're through seven and a half. 21-4 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Justin Sterner is going to take over on the mound for the Cougars. If I've got it correctly, I think that is the seventh pitcher to come out. And uh, Coach Littlewood specifically said in the, yeah, yeah. In the pregame interview, well, we can't run seven guys out there in, in game one and expect to really compete in game two. So uh, hopefully, uh, again, Kenny Signs is uh, on the mark today as he will be uh, starting in game three of this three-game set. So Sterner into the ball game for the Cougars. Jeremy Johnson, the first hitter, and the pitch is over for a strike. We are in the bottom of the eighth. A lot of crooked numbers down on that uh, side of that scoreboard for Auburn. Ball hit right back to Sterner. He's got it, and he'll throw to first for the out. That'll bring up uh, Judd Ward, who came in a couple innings ago. He's had uh, one at bat and singled. 
So Ward in the batter's box from the left side. First pitch is down low, ball one. When this game ends, we'll, there'll be a 45-minute break. We'll send it back for regular programming at ESPN 960. Then we'll pick up uh, game three. As soon as the game starts, we will not have any pregame or before the start of that one. Happy to bring you all three of these games here from Auburn this weekend. Ball fouled out of play down the third base side. I'm totally lost what inning we're even in right now. It is the eighth. It's the bottom of the eighth, yeah. correct. Swing and a miss. Good pitch. So Sterner with a strikeout pitch. Two men out. And that will bring to the uh, plate uh, Kate, Evans. Kate Evans, who took over at shortstop. We've had so many changes by both teams. This uh, box score is going to maybe be two pages yeah, worth. Pretty pitches much. outside for a ball. Don't know if I've ever seen that, but uh, if, if I've ever seen it, it'll be this game. Pitch is over for a strike. You know, the Cougars have been involved in games like this in the past where they've usually been on the other side of this. Yes, yeah, for sure. But it happens. I mean, that's just part of uh, collegiate baseball. Especially in the old days with the old bats. You know, you'd see some crazy yeah. scores in games. No lead was safe back then. Two balls, one strike. Pitches just off the corner. Tell you, if I'm an umpire in this situation, yeah, no my my strike zone is about as wide as I can make it. And nobody would complain. No. He won pitch just a little bit low. Yeah, umpires, uh, you know. But they're graded on everything these days. Yeah. With, with film and technology, they're graded on any, everything. So he didn't want to change, which I respect that, but. There's a little bit of the gamesmanship of it, of, hey, this is a three-touchdown baseball game right now, and let's find a way to get this game over so we can get to the next game. And actually, this game isn't even televised, so he wouldn't even have the film to protect it. So, Pitches up high, ball one to Evans. Two men out. Here in the bottom of the eighth. And Sterner's pitch is up high for ball two. Twelve walks are in the inning after this last one. And that is absolutely a recipe for defeat right there. Yes, it is. Auburn with 19 hits and 12 walks. That's 31 base runners. Ball's fouled off, two and one. Be interesting to see if Auburn starts Julian with the left-handed hitter with signs of left yeah, hand. No right, kidding. I doubt they'll start him. Well, I mean, he just hit Bo Burp a grand slam off a lefty, yeah, so I, he's proven he can hit it. Right. But it, the kid that played for him today had a good day yeah, too. Johnson. So yeah, what do you do? Here's a strike, two and two. I hope he's out of the lineup. That's for sure. 
Yeah, Julian, the young man. You don't see too many baseball players come out of Canada, especially make their all their way all the way down to Alabama here. But uh, Julian making the most of it. The French-Canadian. There's a little looper. That's going to drop in for a base hit. Turns over, picks it up, gets the ball in. That'll be a double. For Julian. And he just continues. Yeah, I mean, it's a beach ball. It's a beach ball right now that's coming to the plate. He's seen it so well. Good little player. He's got a good, smooth swing. Hunter's at second and third. Uh, Mike Rojas, who's had uh, one at bat. After he came in to catch, he is uh, he's single. And the first pitch to Rojas is over for a strike. Auburn has left nine base runners on. Pitches outside. This game... Uh, Approaching, it's amazing. It's 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 still under yeah, it's three still hours. Under three right now, yeah. Feels like it's been going about five. Ball fouled straight back. Well, the first two innings took two hours <laughs> and ten minutes. Played the last six in about yeah forty five minutes. Yeah, no kidding. Now, all you can do is laugh about it. Yeah, move on and and uh, you know the Cougars are going to come out battling in game three. So you know. Uh, Coach Littlewood would never make the excuse, and I hate coaches that make the excuse of travel, but, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a grind for this BYU team. It has. I mean, from, uh, uh, they left for CSUN and then went right to Hawaii, came home, were in class for two days, correct? Yeah, yeah we, we were 10-day road trip to start the year, then home for two days and back on the road here. So, but it's, you know... Like you said, coach won't make an excuse. We won't make an excuse. The guys are they're physically, you know, they're healthy and for the most part, a couple of banged up guys, but just one of those deals to, that, you know, you saw last night that we battled a great starting pitcher, got him out of the game, had a chance to win, and didn't pull that one off, and then this one just went sideways quick. But, you know, travel does beat you up. We've been in three different time zones, you know, in the last week and a half. Brett Olson steps in with bases loaded. After another walk was issued. Actually, four time zones. We went from mountain time to Pacific time to Hawaii standard time to central time. Pitches outside for ball two. Well, yeah, I mean, and you total all that up. Yeah. uh, Along with the grind of, you know, back missing school, getting back in, trying to make up ten days worth in two days. For sure. I mean, mentally, that's got to be tough. Absolutely. I know. I woke up. You know, I came out a day early. I had to, an appointment uh, up on the East Coast in the Eastern time zone. And I'll have to admit, I woke up this morning. I was yeah. I was a little kind of bumping into walls. And For I, sure. And I was trying to figure out what it was. There's a ball hit that Kyle Deaney makes the catch for the out. Ball hit hard by Olson. So that'll do it for the uh, Auburn Tigers in the inning. No runs, one hit, three runners left on. We are through eight complete. 21-4 Auburn over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars.
Hitter for the Cougars, Colby Kelton, the freshman, is going to step in for his first collegiate at bat. Kelton out of Texas steps in. First pitch is uh, over for a strike. Yeah, good young prospect for the Cougs. You know, fighting the uphill battle of the depth chart battle right now with the infield with a lot of veteran players on the team. But uh, Kiddo has a ton of bat speed and can really hit. 5-10-1-8 pops one into shallow right field. Right fielder coming in now. It's called off by the center fielder who makes the play for out number one. That'll bring Casey Jacobson to the plate. Casey won for three today. Singled off that big uh, green monster out there and left in the fourth inning. That's his base hit. As we mentioned, uh, we'll be bringing you game two. A couple more outs here for the Cougars. A little looper right field. Right fielder coming hard. He's going to get there and make the catch. So we'll take a 45-minute break. No post game after this uh, game. And then we'll be joining you again for game two. BYU and Auburn here from uh, Auburn, Alabama. Pern steps in. First pitch up high, ball one. Well, it couldn't have gone any better for Auburn. They haven't really had to go too deep into the bullpen. And and they've got a young man out there who will be pitching game three who is uh, pretty dynamic, Tanner Burns. One win, no losses on the year. A .75 earned run average. Yeah, he's a good one. Burns fouls it off. Key to game three is just need Kenny Signs to come in and set that tone early that, hey, I'm going to settle this down here and, and last quite a bit and give us a chance to win. Pitch is up high. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Ball hit, base hit by Perns into center field. Two out single. And now the uh, top of the order, Paxton Larson, who's had two at-bats since taking over for Anderson. And Larson will step in. He's 0 for 2. And I would think you're going to see Anderson out there in game two. Well, he came in to coach today in the hotel and said, I'm playing both games. I think you're going to see uh, Kringlin back out in left. Cougars uh, really kind of backs to the wall. I think they've got to throw their horses out there. For sure. Try to, to get one one of these games. Pitches up a little bit high. Ball two. Pitch to Larson is outside. 3-0 oh the count. Yeah, you come down here to win the series. Now, obviously, that's that's gone. So you want to go home with a win. You want to finish game three strong and get on that flight tomorrow, winning and get back into Provo. 3-0 pitch. That's over for a strike. There's a hit ball hit uh, out to right fielder. He's over, makes the catch for the out, and the That'll do it. Auburn beats the Cougars here. First game in this doubleheader. As we mentioned, we'll be back in 45 minutes on your new scan BYU Sports Network.